Hello, this is A Marriage Renew with Jennifer Marion, and today I have not one, but two special guests. What a blessing. So this week, we're still on the topic of singleness. I want to introduce both of my guests who are so important to me, my spiritual daughters. They're amazing in Christ, and I just love them. So we have Amber Brown, and we have Naomi Johnson. I'm going to let them give you a couple seconds about themselves, and then we'll get started. Who wants to go first? Okay, I guess I can. <laughs> hey, what's up, y'all? I'm Naomi. Um, I'm a senior at Alabama A&M University. I am 22 years old. I am an author, a speaker for my generation. I like to consider myself as God's mouthpiece to my generation. And um, I just really love God. <laughs> I love dogs and I love God. Um, yeah. Period. <laughs> Amen. Um, she gave a really nice bio. I ain't got all that. Um, so, <laughs> hey, you guys. I am Amber Brown. I also went to Alabama A&M University. Whoop, yes. whoop. Um, I got my master's degree in counseling psychology from the illustrious Alabama A&M University. And I also went to Philander Smith College whoop, whoop, in Little Rock, <laughs> Arkansas, where I pursued uh, my um uh, bachelor's in psychology as well. I'm from Memphis, Tennessee, born and raised, native, 901. And so, kind of like what Naomi is saying, um, yes, I love the Lord um, so much. And um, I just think I'm here to continue to show the love of Jesus Christ. That is one of my biggest ministries, um, not only in what I do as far as my career, because I am a counselor um, here in Alabama. Um, I work with Safi. And I am a, a clinical therapist with their company, but I also want to continue to spread the love of Jesus Christ with everything that I do in ministry and life, period. Um, so that's one of my, my goals in life. So that's a little bit about me. I'm not an author yet, glory to God, but we, but we, 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 we see it in the future in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs> okay, so if they want to, if our podcasters want to connect, contact you or connect with you after this, how can they reach you? So you can reach me, Naomi, at um, on Instagram, underscore Naomi Esther, and Facebook. I ain't got no Twitter, sorry. But um, you can me find either. me on Facebook at Naomi E. Johnson or my website at NaomiEsther.com. Okay, and so you can find me, Amber, uh, as well, on Instagram at Ambience21. I also have Facebook that you can find me on, which is Ambitious Brown. I do not have a Twitter as well, child. I got that. But um, I do have um, my email, which is AmberSBrown91 at Yahoo.com. So beam me up. Hit me up. And so I think it's so great. So I have so much personality today. So you will see that throughout the podcast. (laughs) So we're going to ask some questions. This is going to be, again, another question and um, answer discussion. I'm so excited to have two people on this topic because it's so important to talk about singleness as we talked about last week. So the first question, and I will provide just a little feedback. You know, how important is, is it to have identity when you're trying to date? And I say that because a lot of people say, I can't wait to get a husband because when I get a husband, I'm going to do this for him. I'm going to be this person. I'm going to glamorize myself. I'm going to wear clothes and do this. And in that, a lot of women do all of those things. And I'm talking about from a marriage perspective, but I want y'all to give me an understanding from the single perspective. A lot of people do all those things, but in that, you you, you lose your identity. I have a lot of women that I have counseled that have lost their identity trying to find it in their husband or in their mate. And so how do y'all view that? Um. Okay, so I guess I'll go first. I definitely agree, and I will admit that I was that chick. <laughs> I would do all this for my mans, and I'm going to dress this way. Like, 
I was in high school. Um, I got into my first relationship when I was in like seventh grade, y'all. And we didn't break up for real, for real until my freshman year of college. So we did not know ourselves like at all. <laughs> you don't know yourself at that age, you know, in middle school and stuff like that. And so getting into a relationship, we formed, we molded each other and who we wanted that other person to be, literally. And so it caused a lot of dysfunction and stuff, but in all of that and what I'm learning now is that that's like my main thing like you were saying just in my single season is focusing on my identity and who I am in God and yes I may want somebody to be a certain way but I have to be okay with how however God form formulates that package for myself and I have to be confident in who I am to not yes. allow that other person to deter me from who God has designed me to be not right. who I want me to be but who God has actually designed me to be and so um yeah just being confident in that so yeah God I already said a mouthful so <laughs> it's like <laughs> seriously it is like seriously it's, it's crazy right now but I think um for me, it's it's one of the things that I think my dad taught me that I didn't realize because I, oh Lord, I used to be like, Daddy, what? But now that I'm getting older, I'm starting to understand some of the principles that he literally like was teaching um, me and my sister at an early age. But it is, it's all about identity. Yeah. He always told us, what do you bring to the table? I think we, we always focus on yes, the male. Yes. You feel what I'm saying? Like, okay, so we want the male to look this certain way. We have this vision, we yes. have this fantasy, we have all these things. But literally, my, my dad used to tell us, like, okay, so you want this man to have all this, but what do you have? That's good. And if you're not in a place of partnership, which is a part of getting to courtship and marriage, you know, how do we function? Yeah. We have to, the Bible says that we have to be equally yoked. So I have to be able to bring something. But if I'm so focused on what everybody else has or what everybody else is doing, I'm not able to be in that place, in that season of processing. And I think that's the biggest thing. Singleness is a place of processing to understand identity, to right. understand who we are and what God wants us to be for that mate. But if I'm always, and that's, we got to take off the blinders. Our generation sucks with that. We want all this stuff. It's fantasy, it's desire. But God is like, yeah, an instant gratification. But God is literally like, okay, but, but who are you? The right. entire time that y'all were talking, that's what I kept hearing. Like, who literally are you? Mm-hmm. What do you bring to the table? So this is a time to focus on that right. so that we can yearn and, you know, and build on that gift as much as yeah. possible to be whoever, you know, we need to be for our husband. Really, whoever we need to be for ourselves exactly, and God. Exactly. <laughs> sorry, but we get so focused on, like, marriage being the end goal. But there's more life to live yeah. after you get married. Correct. Like, Correct. that's not... <laughs> that's just part of the process and part of your journey and i honestly believe that singleness and then marriage are two different processes right yeah it's not singleness preparing you for marriage no Mm -hmm. singleness is just a part of your journey Mm -hmm. that's just a part of your life and a season of your life and marriage is another season there's still lessons that you have to learn while you're married yes and i think what's so important about that in singleness you're learning yourself you're learning your identity you're learning what you like what you dislike and in marriage you're not just learning it for yourself you're learning for somebody else and you're becoming one with that person yeah. mm-hmm. and that's what the biggest thing so marriage is still a process you're still learning something I don't right. think until we die we'll ever stop learning that's right. so I think that is uh, very good that's good good mm-hmm. insight on that and so I would ask you then I know both of y'all are kind of single not really dating right now right so my question then is how do you navigate your platonic relationships without opening the door to temptations if you have any platonic relationships how do you navigate that without opening the doors to temptation 
Naomi, you go first. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's so crazy because the thing is, me and Naomi have talked about this yes. Oh, great. Yes. Um, and so one of the biggest things that I know that me and you have talked about uh, previously is the need of boundaries. Yes. And that's that's the big thing. Like, with again, our generation, everything is so extreme. Right. We don't really have a, a middle ground. We don't mm-hmm. really set up, you know, expectations for us to have. It's just kind of like we just go straight in. We're all in or nothing. You know what I mean? And so... That's still something that I feel like helps with platonic relationships yes. is knowing where the boundaries are on top of identity, what we just talked about, who right. you are. Right. Because when you know who you are, you're not going to settle for anything. Right. You get what I'm saying? Or you're not going to fall into areas of temptation. Right. So where you like, well... I know we friends, but uh, you know we can stay at each other's house. But we ain't been in like, no, we ain't got oh, time for that. Go to the movies and, and yeah, yes. twelve, one o'clock in the morning. Yeah, yes. So we have to set healthy yes. boundaries, yes. and that's any relationship. I think that's the crazy part about us that I still don't understand with this generation. We set it up with females, like yes. I can do it instantly with a female, right. but with a male, it's different. And I don't I know why. We, at deep down, like we desire, we that desire affection. that. Yes, we yeah, desire cuddling all that stuff. And even if you like the person or not, I think, and it's not just your generation, I think in general, when you desire, you need that, you're lonely, Mm -hmm. you know, you're single, and so you just want somebody to tell you you're pretty, you want somebody to be on the phone with you, Mm -hmm. and not necessarily knowing that you're overstepping your boundaries. Because really, truthfully, if you think about it, you really don't want that person. You don't have nothing in common with that person, you have nothing that you want from that, you know what I mean? But then you say... This person's giving me some attention and affection, mm-hmm. so I'm going to go ahead and just talk to them at one o'clock in the morning and mm-hmm. things like that. And that's how you overstep. And so that is very good. Healthy boundaries. Yes. You have anything about it, um, Naomi? Just in addition to that, understand that boundaries look different for everybody. Right. Yes. What, what type of boundaries Amber may have to set may be completely different from right. me. Mm-hmm. And just that goes along with identity, knowing who you are. You're not going to be perfect the entire time. You're not going to get everything right. The, every every relationship that you have or platonic friendship that you have with somebody. So show yourself grace even if you do mess up. You know, just fix it. Like just me the other day, God recently brought um, a man of God into my life where we're friends. Like ain't nothing, no attraction, no nothing there. Mm-hmm. But we were on the phone kind of late yesterday, and I had to get myself together this morning, even on my way here, like, okay, nice, so we need to be a little bit careful here, because we know what's happened in the past. And it's not always, you know, depending on that attraction or whatever, but still just knowing that the enemy can taint anything that he wants to. It can be a godly friendship. It can be a godly relationship. Yes. And the enemy will still try to taint it in some way. So you taking the responsibility for you. So I have to communicate those boundaries too to that other person. Like, hey, I can't do this just because of where I'm at right now. And so, yeah. You have something? I was just going to say something that I thought was so crazy that one of my um, accountability partners said. And I just thought about it when Naomi was talking. Mm. We really don't know how to do relationships. Right. I agree with her. And so I feel like that also causes the the, the breaches that we see, you yes. know, or the questions that you're even asking us. I think that's what starts to cause a disruption. And so what one of my accountability partners like challenged us to start doing is more self-reflection. Because what she said was the relationships that we have on earth really are the reflection of how we treat the father. Yes. And so that's, that's something literally that I've literally been like, man, maybe I need to start looking at 
how me and Jesus is yeah, because right. the the way that I treat him mm-hmm. is essentially how I'm right. treating others. Absolutely. And we just don't Girl. even realize it. That's good. You know, and so that's something I think to also help with this process mm-hmm. is, okay, let's sit down and see, okay, Lord, how me and you do? Because if I'm really only calling on you mm-hmm. when I need something, right. I'm calling on you when I want to feel, like you said, the, t- the love and affection. Okay, well, that's going to travel with me. Right. Yes. In friendships, in right. sisterhood, in marriage, you know, whatever. So we really have to do better of taking that time in singleness, going back to that first question, yeah. taking that time to sit with ourselves to have these kind of hard, real deal convictions and rebukes right. <laughs> that we need right. to help establish more strength in the relationships that God has for us. Yes. And I think the biggest thing is, is the convictions. Yeah. It becomes a problem when you're not convicted of the wrongs that yeah. you're doing. Mm-hmm. If you can't hear from the father and and know that you're doing something wrong, there's a problem there. So if you're doing it and you might be on the, listening to this podcast and say, well, I know that when I do something wrong or I'm talking too long to a friend or I'm hanging out too much and I know I'm drinking too much and I know mm-hmm. that may cause some issues, I hear that voice saying, don't do it. That's the voice of conviction. Mm-hmm. And so I would just recommend that when you hear those still voices, whether it's your, your language or not, it's your voice or not, I would just say, just stop. I say, Lord, what are you trying to tell me? Because you hear the voice. It's just a matter of listening to what the Lord is saying. And so from this question, yes, go ahead. Because <laughs> while you were saying that it was a scripture, I don't remember the actual reference of it, but it said that, you know, God provides a way of escape every yes. time. But he would not let you be take, tempted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have to take that responsibility to take that way of escape. Yes. Not just right. hear it and because he just gives keep doing it. what we do. Right. He no. gives the yeah. way of escape. He gives it. It's like that one moment you like, should I move? Yeah, Should exactly. I leave? Mm-hmm. And he gives it and then you be like, well, I don't want to feel like I'm not down if I don't drink like everybody else. I mean, right. that's really what it is. He gives that way of yes. escape. And I think it's so crazy that we're talking about temptations because that's kind of like the next question that I want to ask. Like, as you're single, what? And I'm not telling it because we know we could stumble the devil head all day. I'm not saying it yeah. to put it into the atmosphere, but I'm saying this because... What temptations does a single person... I know from a female <laughs> perspective, it's different from a male's perspective. Correct. The it temptations is. are different, right? Mm-hmm. But what, in your singleness, what kind of temptations are you faced with? A lot. <laughs> and, and I don't want people to always think it's always it's not sexual. sexual. No. And it's not. So can I be honest with you? I think yeah. one of the biggest things... Well, I can be honest with her. I'm talking about the podcast. <laughs> but no, I'm just kidding. But seriously, I think the biggest thing, and, and like like Naomi said earlier, that was so perfect because our temptations are even with identity. Right. You get what yes. I'm saying? Right. Like, like it flows into personality. Right. Yes. So everybody's stuff is different. So for me, and I say this vocally because I know I'm healing still from it, right. but one of the biggest things is my heart, yes. meaning my emotions. So like so she just good. said, Sex for me ain't no thing no more, fam. That was that was a thing back in college. You feel right. me? Like that was something that I was still struggling with. But now it's the matters of my heart. God was even showing me then the, the sex is not what you want. The right. physical act ain't it. Mm-hmm. It's the intimacy of yes, it. Yes, it's the loneliness so, for the Yes. Mm-hmm. So that's the big thing for me as far as temptation. I have a, a hard time going back to the last question, platonic relationships. That's why my boundaries have to lie. Because when I'm getting connected to you, it's almost like, man, I'm becoming enmeshed with you. Like, right. man, I'm, yeah. I, I want to get more of this. I want more of your time, more of your attention, more of me and you fellowshipping and talking. Those are the things that stimulate 
manipulate me. And then you overstep boundaries yeah. exactly. and lead to other things. Absolutely. Exactly. And that's the sex and all that crap. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> but that's that's the temptation for me. If a man can sit down, because I haven't had that. Right. Going back to my childhood, you know what I mean? So I didn't have a father that was there to give me the time, to give me the, the attention to talk to me about, and about me, about just, you know, spending time with me and yes. learning about me. So when a male comes into my life now, and he's all about me. You know, he's sitting here. He's communicating with me. He wants to know me. That's what get me. I'm suck off that. Right. I don't need the pain. pain. Quit, listen. I need. Right. You know, that's what I want. It's it's the talking. It's that kind of intimacy. Okay. And so I have to be so careful. You know what I mean? So careful with conversation. Yes. And the Bible tells us to guard our heart. Don't mean put a wall up, family. Right. Don't put a wall up. But you know. Because that's what most people do. Yeah. You know right. what I mean? <laughs> have discernment. And so that's what I'm learning. Yes. In dating. In yeah. what well, I courtship <laughs> it's, like, it's, a it's, it's a difference but you know in courtship when that time comes for me that's something that I know that's temptation right yeah. I've experienced it before like you said you you on the phone with somebody you don't even realize like yes. it's already 12 o'clock yeah. you know what I mean or it's already whatever that cutoff time is 9 o'clock 9 30 so I have to make that boundary for myself right. yeah. and be like okay I gotta I gotta watch that because I do it I want to add something really quickly and mm-hmm. I think it's crazy because as you're talking about this it makes me think about it with temptations familiarity familiar yeah. spirits yeah. you know I was just thinking about it as you were talking because we get so quick and um jump on this man to the next man or the next woman mm-hmm. to the you know and we don't understand that you see the, the uh, same characteristics personalities and all those things from their last right. man you be like yeah. sometimes people are like oh my god this is good he's just like so and so but at the end of the day it's not good because it's a familiar right. spirit and so I just wanted to throw that out there that we have to be careful in courtship and dating and whatever that is because familiarity comes to take you off course and to deter you from your purpose so I just yeah. wanted to add that really That's quickly really Okay, so can you repeat the question? <laughs> you don't have to answer. It's okay, oh, okay. if you don't have anything well, mine, to add to it. I mean, it, have, it had to do with temptations, right? Okay, yes. I think, okay, so like... Like, what temptations mine, are you faced with in your singleness? Okay, I think for me is the temptation to settle. Oh, that's good. Honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, because I can see so much potential in somebody. I can see um, the good in a person and multiple guys. So I can have, like, multiple guy friends and I'm like, okay, well, I like this person, like this about this person. I like this about this person, but they're missing this and they're missing that or whatever. And I think that was just always been my fear growing up is settling and then allowing other people's opinions to control yeah. how um, how I dated and who I dated, when I dated, all these different things. And that goes back to identity right. and being firm in who I am and who who God needs for Naomi not who Naomi thinks she wants or thinks she needs kind of thing. But, um, yeah, I think my temptation is settling because I can see so much potential in somebody, but that may not be who God wants me to be with. Right. If that makes sense. So, yeah. Okay. So then the other question I have, like, um, last week we talked to Rihanna and we talked about her sexual purity and it was a big message that she put out to the the podcasters that, she used to tell people that she was having sex so she wouldn't well, be the oddball. Yeah. And I told her and I shared with her that I used to tell people the same thing. And then with me telling people, I begin to say, I need to see what this is about. So when they start asking me questions, I don't make a fool of myself. And so I started having yeah. sex. Now, I know everybody at this table has had sex before. Mm-hmm. And so the next question that I want to ask 
is, how did you go from being sexually active? What was the transition like from being sexually active? And you can tell how many months, how many years you've been um, celibate, but the transition from being sexually active to being celibate. And why was the change? Why did you change? Who made you change? So, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know how you feel so She was itching like, So, can I just give like some background yeah, sure. on me? Okay, so like I said, I'm a senior in college, right? I'm 22 years old. I like to say that I gave up my virginity. I never like to say like somebody took it from me. Um, and that happened, I think I was about 20, 20, 21. Y'all was hurt. <laughs> I literally cried right after because growing up, that was something that I was so proud of. And I held that to like my highest standard of saving myself from marriage. And so I would always tell girls, you know, like why they should save themselves from marriage and this, that, and the other. And literally right after it happened, I cried. And it wasn't because, just because like, my virginity was given up but it was like the first thought was like i can't tell other girls to save themselves from marriage if right. i can't right. save myself from marriage and god really had to do a lot of work in me from that moment is like when i went into like a really depressive state and um i thank god for community for helping me get out of that and for people who led me to counseling um because that was my main issue um and that was like the main thing main root to why like I had gotten into counseling I had started drinking a lot because I was trying to numb out the pain from different things but every time that I drank I ended up sleeping with somebody Mm -hmm. and so it would cause more stress and anxiety in me because um what my counselor was telling me was like it's almost like self-sabotage and it was um I was going against my beliefs and that's why it was so so much so much war going on in my mind is because I was doing things that I didn't agree with in my mind I was doing them because it made me feel good for a moment and so it wasn't easy stopping because after that first person then came another person and then came another person and I was seeking and seeking for you know affection and all that stuff that we were talking about but um I do want to encourage somebody who is trying to stop don't expect yourself to cut off cold turkey right like it's just like smoking you can't cut off cold turkey and then show yourself some grace because it does get hard if you're used to having it like every couple of weeks if you go maybe one week without it or two weeks without it show yourself some grace that's okay you know if you slip up like don't beat yourself up about it because i used to do that so much because i have such high expectations for myself and i was like god like i really want you to take this away from me and i was like but that's the desire that god placed in us right um to be with somebody to be intimate and stuff like that but i wanted to do it god's way and I had to stop because it was causing so much mental warfare for myself. So that is what led me to stop. One, because I knew it was something that, because of my relationship with God, that that wasn't something that he wanted me to do because of how much warfare I was going on on the inside of myself. It wasn't because of what everybody else was saying or what they believed, but it was what was going on between my relationship with God personally. Right. And so that's where it led me. And I think what's so vitally important about what you said is uh, a couple things. Mm-hmm. Stopping cold turkey. You use sex, and not you, but mm-hmm. people in general has used sex as a coping mechanism for yeah. years. So then you say, Lord, I want to do right in you. But then you just stop cold turkey. Yeah. You're not going. And now some people will because mm-hmm. it's ability. you have the ability to do something subtly. But then at sometimes you can't because you've been coping with that for years. Any counselor will tell you that you're used to it. It's no way you could just stop. 
But with God, anything is impossible if you give him leeway. The other thing that I want to talk about that she gave a, a great illustration of is a war going on within you. So you have the spirit of God, which she's filled with the Holy Spirit, and you have the flesh. And that's what it talks about um, in the Bible. Ephesians, I think, when it's talking about the spirit and the flesh is born with one another. And that's an internal bo- uh, internal battle. So yes, Lord, I know your word. I know I want to do right. But then that flesh is saying, but I love this feeling and I love doing these things. And so then you have a tug of war within yourself. And that calls a lot to mental issues, a lot of mental issues. So we want to make sure that if you're having battles like that and you can't do it on your own, there are counselors, Christian counselors, people that you can go to in ministry, in church that will help you with that war. Believe it or not, and I don't want to go deep into this. Some of those things are spiritual entities that's attacking because they want your destiny. They want your virtue. They want your purpose. And let me tell you this, and I wasn't going to go here, but I'm going to go how the Lord leads me. But think about it like this. If I can take from you sexually, every time I deposit something in you, I'm leaving a piece of me and I'm drying you out. And so when people deposit in you and we might say, well, that's not nothing. It's just what if they pull out? They're still taking from as they deposit. They're taking something spiritually. And the more they take, the more they take, the more you're left empty. So we really have to consider, and we can talk more about that at the end of this, but we really have to consider, what are you losing in sex? What are you losing when you just say that? Because really, let's be for real. Five to 30 minutes of gratification. What are you losing? It's so much of you. And I tell people all the time, if I could go back, I would still remain a virgin. But the truth is, I did what I did. It's nothing. I have no regrets. I have a beautiful son. I have no regrets. But at the end of it, it's so many soul ties to that yes. too. It's so many things that we have to get delivered and healed yes. from in the future because we wanted to have sex. And I thank God for Naomi that God allowed her to hear his voice even in the midst of her trials and so that she was able to come out of that how long do you mind i'm sharing how long you've been celibate girl okay so uh, like a year and some change y'all like this is yes. probably one of my most proudest moments like yes. a couple months ago was my Share one year because <laughs> it was not easy but it's something that i, I hold dear to my heart because this is something personal between right. me and god yes. and even my future husband and so um, now I have even more of a reason to tell why why girls should have should save themselves from marriage. Right. So yes, I'm gonna scream into the world. <laughs> and I think that's so. I'm telling y'all, I think it's so important because we cannot do anything in our own flesh. Yes on our own two feet but we can do anything with God so you want me to rephrase the question Amber are you good okay so the question was basically how did you transition from being sexually active to being celibate and then who helped you well not really who but why did you do it <laughs> so that's a really big question you know um like seriously it is it's, it's a mouthful um wow my story is uh a little bit different um and it kind of goes back to what i was sharing with you guys um before i always kind of question what my intention with sex was because you know you think like kind of like what we what we talked about um well i'm just doing it because you know everybody else is doing it oh it's okay but the lord literally showed me no it's just it's always been a heart posture for you right your issues have always been the matters of someone loving you so I engaged with sex at the age of 16 because I wanted to feel 
love. Right. Um, I never received it from my father growing up. Um, emotional abuse was in my household. And so I never knew truly what love was. I knew a little bit. Yeah, I know right. my dad loves me because he gives me stuff financially, takes care of me, provides whatever. That's right? good, yes. But I never knew the intimate side of love. Right. So I went looking for it. And 16 all the way, you know, forward, I was having sex, engaging in sex. And so wrapping myself up exactly in what you said, soul ties, not even realizing the depth of what I was doing. Right. And so, um, you know, I stopped a couple of times um, throughout my my life. And now I wouldn't know, okay, I'm gone for a year. It's like a couple of months, you know, I would stop. Right. Talk to my boyfriends or my situations is what I call them. And be like, okay, you know, I need to stop. Because I would feel exactly what you're saying, that internal conflict of I know this ain't right, but I, I'm longing for this, right. man. Like, yeah. I, I really want to feel the love of somebody like for somebody to love me like I love everybody else I want that for myself so I kept doing it because of what I was getting the, the instant gratification right. of it and so it wasn't until I literally got to Alabama A&M University for my master's program where God literally broke me down in normal hills and told me you got to quit right you got to quit because everything that you want is in me yes but you haven't seen that. And the crazy part is, again, I've, I've been in the faith since I was a kid. Right. You know what I mean? So I, I've known about Jesus. I've known about the love of God. But God literally told me, but you haven't experienced me. Right. You haven't experienced that yes. love. And so I'm here to re- like to, to give it to you, for you to receive that. I'm here open arms, but you reject me for a man. Why? Because of my flesh. Again, instant gratification. Right. So I can see that. I can feel that going inside of me. I can feel that cuddling me. I can feel all that. And God is like, I can do the same thing. Right. It's just a different kind of, you know, It's a different intimacy. It's a different intimacy. And so that was the day I said, okay, I'm going to try this, God. Right. What else do I have to lose? You know what I mean? I done lost everything. I done came close to getting the STD. You get what I'm saying? Pregnancy scares, all this stuff. So really, what's the risk? What else do I have to risk, God? So I gave it to God. And that was four years straight. Four years straight. Thank you, Jesus. Like, for real. Four years straight that I didn't have sex. And then I ended up, again, familiar spirit like you talked about. Mm -hmm. Going back to what's familiar. Going back to, well, God, I can't see you. I can't feel you. I don't. Right. I I need this physical body. And I was frustrated with God because of things God had told me that I was supposed to have promises that I was supposed to have. So I'm just like, God, you ain't doing nothing. So guess what? I'm about to be rebellious Amber. Right. Radical Amber. Go back to what I know and sleep around again. And I ain't gonna lie. God got me together because he was like, sis, you think you're gonna go ahead and like, <laughs> like, I could not, like, I couldn't physically do stuff like yeah. because of God trying to save me, but I still was ignorant, mm-hmm. foolish, and I still went and, and, and did acts of oral sex. Because right. again, people think that that's not yeah, a thing. Exactly. It thing. is. It's the same exact thing. You might well go all the way. That's what my daddy used to tell me. Yeah. You gonna do that? Go all the way. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, I went back to those things thinking, oh, okay, God, what's your oral sex? God messed me up, y'all. In the middle of my act, mm-hmm. messed me up and literally was just like, I still love you. So I still love you. You're sitting here doing yes. these things. You're sitting here seeking and wanting these things, but I'm here. Yeah. And I'm never going to leave you. That's what the Bible says that He will not leave us nor forsake us. So good. That His love is never failing. And so. That's what I had to receive again. And my heart, my heart had to be open to receiving that again. 
And so, of course, after four years now, just like Naomi, I've been in the game again um, for two years. <laughs> Glory to God, going on three. Yes. Um, and I'm just continuing to be reminded again of the love of the Father. It sounds so cliche. It right. sounds so, you know, like, oh, it's nothing, but it's a real thing. Right. And to experience <laughs> the love of God. Right. Nothing can replace that. No right. man, no marriage, no, no, no I mean, seriously, no right. nothing. Like, like he wants that for us. He's jealous of us is yeah. what the Bible says. And He's so God. that's what really made me go forward in this again. And, and really now to have stick to itness. That's a word that God just always keeps reminding me. Consistency and stick to itness. We have to stick to it. Right. Even when we have nothing left, God says stand. And so that's what I'm trying to do is keep standing. Because I know that there's a goal at the end. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, for real, can I be honest with y'all? This stuff that we've been doing out here in the world, God is like, I have so much more. Yeah. Yes. Like, marriage, so much more than I have for you, fam. You think this right. is enough? I got so much more. <laughs> right. Right. And so it's just waiting. And that's the hard part about singleness. Mm-hmm. That's why we go back to temptation. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's what pushes you. And I think what's so amazing about it is... When you think about it, from being sexually active to celibate, is really a path to wholeness. Yeah. Yes. Because you're finding For yourself real. all over again. You're building yourself back up. Because just think about it. You're depleted. Yeah. You're depleted. When people are taking, 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 you become a primary example of somebody that been took. Yeah, <laughs> like right. You're depleted. <laughs> you know, you ever seen somebody that's strong out? You would think of it like this, somebody that's strong out on drugs. Mm-hmm. That's the same thing. Yeah. That's the same thing when you're chasing sex. And you're really replacing yeah. that. You're replacing, it's really love. You're replacing it with sex. And you can't do that. And in order for you to love others, there's no way that you can give perfect love or agape love, unconditional love to others without having the love of the Father. Because agape is is Greek. It's -hmm. it's the love of the Father. Um, And so let's just believe this, that sex is not the biggest thing in a relationship. Right. The biggest thing, yes. Can I say one thing? Yes. We were at the Save the City conference. Mm -hmm. They did a panel discussion. It was really on families, but it was also about relationships and stuff like that. Even the married folks, the pastors, baby, were talking about how, like, even sex in itself is not how they make it out to be, like, in the movies. Like, you don't get whatever you want to and stuff like that. Sometimes you don't want to, but you got to do it anyways. So it's like my whole perspective, (laughs) like, shifted on that. Yes. Just from that that whole panel, um, even with marriage, they were talking about how um, you know you become chained to that person and um, that connection that you have with that person. So you can't just up and leave whenever you want to anymore. Right. You have to console. Like if you have an idea, you got to talk to your spouse about right. that. You can't just up right. and start a business just because you want to. Right. And no, you got to talk and consult with that other person now. And so it just shifted my whole perspective on singleness. And yes. so. I have so much more peace about where I am now. Yeah. And so, yeah, it just helped me a And lot. I would tell you that, again, <laughs> it's, it's a learning process. Yeah. Yeah. On this podcast, we're dropping nuggets, but we don't have all the answers. You could bring two more other people in here. They might say something completely different. And we're not here for to shame anyone, mm-hmm. to judge anyone. We're just giving a message that the love of the Father Nobody. I can't. I'm telling you, I cannot love Mr. Marion, my husband, without having the love of the father. Why? Because sometimes when he gets on my nerves, sometimes when he do things or I do things and we're mad at each other, 
There's no way that I can forgive and move forward if I didn't love the Lord. So I just want to leave that. I know this is not about marriage, but in singleness, we're so quick and we're kind of closing, but we're so quick to jump into relationships, not even knowing ourselves, not even knowing who is in charge of relationship. God placed that covenant with man and woman. So then who is, it's better to go to him for all the answers. And again, people get in relationships and have sex because they don't want to commit. And then they go to the next person and have sex because they don't want to commit. But in all actuality, commitment and covenant are two different words with two different very good definitions. And so we have to be really, really focused on that. Do you want to just commit to certain things but then back up when you want to or do you want to form a covenant a covenant relationship we don't talk about covenant too much but it's a sacrificial relationship it's a relationship where I don't have to worry about if this person is my friend or and I'm talking about both male and female this is my friend or this you're gonna know that Jonathan and David for Jonathan to put his heritage online he was the heir the next king because he loved his friend that was a covenant relationship blood relationship um and so i don't want to get too deep in that because that'd be a whole nother podcast we'll be here for a whole nother 30 minutes but the last thing that i want to ask you ladies if you had anything to share any encouragement strength anything to give what would be the message to people that are out there today what would be the message to the podcasters that's like man what can you give them that they can take away from all of this and if you got to think about it go ahead but i want you to give them some encouragement um whether it's on identity whether it's on, you know, going from transitioning from sexually active to celibate, whether it's knowing that it's going to be temptations, you're going to always be, I just want to remind y'all this, you're going to always be, I don't want to say chased, but you're going to always be chased down by temptations. Why? Because the devil wants to take your destiny. He wants you not to fulfill purpose. So temptations will be there. So what is the message that we can leave them today? very simple but um but at the same time it's it's blessed my life and I'm still working on it um it's knowing that you are enough yes Yes. like you just you are enough enough to be waited upon right enough for you to save yourself not just for the other person but literally for you to save your own self right (laughs) you know until marriage you are enough God God designed you yes he created you he knows the story of your life, just like with the rest of us in this room. He knew what we would go through. So you are enough for the journey ahead, whether it's marriage, whether it's you know singleness, whether I mean whatever it is that you're you know you're dealing with, you are enough just being who you are, and just sitting with that. We we have to be okay with who God predestined us to be. Like literally, the, the the word of God says He knew the plans. Yes. Before we were even formulated in our mother's womb, He knew us, and so we have to be okay with knowing us and knowing who we are and knowing what we deserve. And so that's my encouragement: is for people to begin to love themselves like never yes. before. That's good. And as they love themselves, God is literally going to begin to show them the love of Him. Right. To find healing, to find restoration, to find refuge, all of those things are found in love. Mm-hmm. And-
And so that's my encouragement is for people to begin to love themselves like never before. Put yourself first. Put your relationship with God first before anything else. Never idolize marriage or a man or any of yes. that stuff. Be with the Father. And as that happens, I'm telling you, the plans will unfold. Yes, we just got to wait. <laughs> Um, I instantly just kept hearing the word love. So I know myself and somebody else on this podcast, you just need to know that you are loved just the way that you are. You don't have to put up a facade. You don't have to change the way that you dress or to do your hair a special way for to be loved by somebody because the father already loves you, whether you are saved on this podcast or not. The Father loves you. He created and designed you with a specific purpose in such a unique way for His glory. Nothing, no other reason but for His glory. Everything that you do should be for His glory. You are enough for Him. You can go to Him broken. You can go to Him fearful. You can admit when you're angry about other people or even just upset about something that he he may have orchestrated you can be real with him that's your dad that is your father and it's not like an earthly thing and 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 even yes i was in a conversation or listening to a conversation where some people didn't agree with people calling um jesus daddy I call him daddy because that's my father. I'm his little girl. That is an intimate term for me because I am safe in that place. When I close the doors to everything else and I get into my, my secret place with God, with no other voices, that is when I am most naked and unashamed and unafraid of anything else. And that is a place where you can be you. You can be free. You can get healed in his presence. He desires to have a stronger relationship with you. He desires for you to pour your heart out to him. To pour your broken pieces out on the floor before him so that he can pick it up and give you a new heart. He can remove that heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. You are his daughter. You are his son. You are his precious thing. He's not doing anything to hurt you intentionally. He doesn't allow things to happen to hurt you intentionally. He may just be trying to get you to trust him more. He may just be trying to get you to draw closer to him so that you can depend on him. He needs you. He loves you. Not because of who you are, not because of anything that you've done in the past or what you're going to do. He loved you before, he he knew you and loved you before he even formed you in your mother's womb. So before you even made certain decisions, he knew that you were going to do those things. And he still chose to send his son to die on the cross for your sins, for you so that he could have a relationship with you. So that veil could be torn because he desires to be with you. So whether anybody else rejects you, anybody else walks out of your life, whether you're you have parents in your life or not, he has always been there for you, God. And I pray even now that you even take us down memory lane, God, and reveal yourself to us in those moments where we felt the most alone, where we felt like nobody else was there, God, but you have always been there because your word says that you will never leave us nor forsake us. And that is true. Then it's true now and it's still going to be true in the future. Yes, Lord. 
And I thank him so much for that, God. And I just pray right now that you just embrace each and every one of us with your love, with your presence. Holy Spirit, meet us in the car, meet us in the house, meet us in the shower, wherever we may be, God. But meet us there and embrace us, Father, with the love of the Father that only you can give, God, that nobody else can. Because he is more than capable of filling every void on the inside of you. You are not too broken for him to love you. Yes. You are adored, daughter. You are adored, son. You are enough. That's it. And then I just um, I just feel a shift to pray. So we just thank God for everyone that will listen to this podcast on today, God. We thank you, God, that they're more than enough, God. We thank you, God, that the love that they're searching for is in you, God. We thank you, Lord, that after they listen to this podcast, God, it will change their lives. And if they're sexually active, if they're looking for things or people in the wrong places and in the wrong vein, God, if they're tempted by things that they don't need to be tempted with, God, we know, God, that they can get into your presence, God. And God, you You will love on them, God, and you will give them the tools. You will give them the strategies, God, to just be with you, God. That it's not about us. It's not about anyone else, God, but it's all about you, God. Help us to define our identity, which was given to us while we were formed. Even before we were in our mother's womb, God, you place identity in us, God. And in the womb, God, you begin to just form us, God. So we ask you, God, to allow us to know who we are so we can know whose we are and we can fulfill destiny, God. God, we thank you on today that everyone that's listening to this podcast that is doing wrong with, that needs you, God, that they still seek you first, God. Seek you first, God. Even if they think we have all the answers, God, we don't, God. But you have all the answers, God. And on today, lives are being changed and turned around. Transformation is taking place just because people are listening to this podcast, Lord. That even in their waiting season, God, they're not being overwhelmed with the cares of this world, God. But they're getting to know you. That marriage is coming. They don't have to focus on loneliness, depression, anxiety. They don't even have to focus on intimacy, but with you, Lord. So help them in this waiting season to know singleness is all about you. And the preparation, the process that they're enduring, God, that you will be with them every step of the way. Help them, Lord. Help them, Lord. Help them, Lord. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for this. Thank you for the vessels that you used on the podcast today to share their message and their transparency, God. Because someone needs to hear that there's so much greatness on the other side of that valley. That as they're climbing a mountain, although the mountain may seem high, God, that it's about to drop off because you're going to be there for them, Lord. God, we just thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. And I say on today... I say on today, if you have any care, if you have any issues, any burdens, you're welcome. And I've never done this on a podcast. You're welcome to email me uh, at the center of empowerment. It's the center of empowerment at gmail.com center of empowerment at gmail.com. Maybe you don't know how to seek the father for your healing and deliverance. And if you email us, we will help you. We'll be there for you. And so we thank God for everyone listening today. We thank you for the the people that shared on today. Is there anything that y'all want to leave with them? Any other prayers? Is there anything else y'all want to say before we close out? Because this was just amazing. Um, I 
normally, like I said, I'm led by the Holy Spirit, but this shift that just taking place, if you even listen to this podcast on today, is going to be some healing and deliverance that shall take place in your life. I believe that. I know that because I know God. And I just thank God. Anything else? Are we... I think that's it. So we thank God for y'all listening. Please share with other people so they can have this message. We want to be change agents in the body of Christ. Have a blessed day.